I want to start off with a story for you guys. So Westminster Theological Seminary, which is uh, close by, it's one of the foremost seminaries uh, in the world, and it just happens to be in our backyard. And uh, I like to go over there sometimes. Uh, they have like a lounge there, and I like to go over there and read um, and just pretend like I'm really smart and like I'm a student there and uh, just see what goes on there. So, man, I'm, I'm reading, and uh, up there in the lounge area, there's like a toy section for kids because, you know, some of the students are parents, and they have to bring their kids, so they bring their kids, and there's a toy section, and I'm sitting there, like a really comfortable recliner, and uh, I'm, I'm reading, and then this kid just comes over to me, and he just parks right next to me. He gives me no space at all, and he brings a couple toys with him, <laughs> I'm like, what is this kid doing? Why do kids do that? Like, there's, there, there's no shame. They just, like, no space. You know, they stare at you, like, shamelessly. <laughs> so I'm trying to read, and, and he's doing his thing, and uh, he's kind of being a little bit of a disruption, and I'm laughing. I, I'm good-hearted about it. And his mom is pretty close by, and she's like, Titus, Titus, get over here. And he's not listening to her. He's not listening to her. She's like, Titus, Titus. So she comes over, and I'm just, like, reading, and I'm, like, I'm breaking a smile, and I'm, I'm just laughing at the kids, staring at them. And she's like, Titus, what do you do when I say your name? And he's like, he lifts his eyes up. He's like, listen to you. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, there you go, kid. There you go, kid. And then she's like, Titus, this is a very important lesson for life. You're going to need this later in your life. You're going to need... No- how to, how to listen and to know who to listen to. And, and he just, like, keeps playing with his toys. And, and I was just laughing at him. And I was just like, I was just like to the mother, preach! <laughs> Show that kid. Show that kid. Guys, what or uh, who we're listening to for truth? What are we listening to for truth? Truth about life, right? The things of God. Uh, particularly in, in today's uh, scripture and, and this larger scripture we're in from last week too, the truth about salvation. How are we saved? You know, we're all listening to something. We're all listening to something. In Titus's case, he could listen to his mother, right, who is the authority in his life, or he could just listen to the, his own voice in his head. You know, I got my toys. I'm good. I don't need my mother. I'm not listening to her. I got my toys, right? So our salvation and a relationship with God, it's, it's essentially made or broken on who we're listening to, on who we're listening to. Where are we getting our information? What's the source? You know, a lot of people about the God, a lot of people in the world, there's this saying, you know, don't, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something, right? Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something. And that's all well and good for a lot of things, right? That's all well and good, but sometimes I think that can get transferred over to the gospel, right? Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something, because you know what God's word says? God's word says the opposite. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can do it, (laughs) because you can't do it. Jesus did it. Everybody shout, Jesus did it. Guys, I said, shout it. Thank you. You better come ready when we preach. Gracious. Thank you. I'm calling this message, listen up. 
Listen up. Everybody shout, listen up. up. Thank you. Listen up. I love sermon titles. Uh, Sermon titles give me something to to grab a hold of and to hold on to and take home with me and remember a message. So I like to give sermon titles. Sometimes they're corny. Uh, I don't think this one's corny. Um, I like this one. I'm just saying it. (laughs) We're either, guys, we're either listening down We're either listening down to to the world, we're listening down to media, TV, other people, the own voices inside of our heads, or we're listening up. We're listening up to God and his word, right? What's the authority in our life? Are other people authority in our life? Are the own voices inside of our head or what we want? Or is it God's word? Is it God's word? Is it God himself? We don't dictate the narrative of our salvation. We don't get that right. God and his word dictates the narrative of our salvation. We're going to see that here today. We saw it last week when Ezra preached. Awesome sermon, by the way. So before we get into it, let's pray. And then we're going to read the scripture in full. Father, uh, Lord, thank you for your word. Um, God, it's just something that, uh, that we can land on. Lord, your word is just not, it's not a launching pad to our own agendas. God, this is, your word is our landing place. God, this is where we come for truth. Lord, when uh, there's just other things going on in our life and we're hearing different things, God, we can go to your word. God, what are you saying? What is truth? Lord, we thank you for your word. What a privilege it is to have it uh, in our hands. And we get to speak about it, Lord, and meet together about it. God, speak to us, Lord, and when we leave these doors today, uh, let it impact our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Open it up to Acts, chapter 15. We're in Acts, chapter 15. I'm going to read the scripture in full. And then uh, after that, I'm going to kind of review where we've been uh, the last week. And then we're going to go through it chunk by chunk. Acts, chapter 15, starting at verse 12. And it's up there on the screen. Starting at verse 12, it says, And all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it. The remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generations, Moses has had in every sight those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. So we're in the midst of the Jerusalem Council. Yeah, this is really official. Uh, we're in the, uh, in the Jerusalem Council. It's a significant debate that's going on. It can have repercussions, uh, drastic repercussions for the early church back then. So we're at a pivotal point right now. And the Jews, the Jews, they couldn't believe for a long time, they couldn't believe that the Gentiles could be included with the people of God. It just didn't make sense to them. They were always God's people. It didn't make sense to them. Eventually, 
you know, Jesus came and he did what he did. And then ultimately they submitted, okay, I, okay, we see that. We see what's going on. Jesus is good. He's cool. But you also got to do this. You can have Jesus. That's all well and good. But you got to follow the Jewish rite of circumcision to be saved. You got to follow the law too, right? You got to follow the law as well. So back in verse 1 of chapter 15 that Ezra went through last week, what do they say? They say, unless you are circumcised according to the law of Moses, then you cannot be saved. Unless you are circumcised according to the law of Moses, then you cannot be saved. Now, people are actually, they're listening down to this talk. They're listening down to this. If they weren't, then there wouldn't be a debate. There's a debate over this. So this statement, this is like, this statement is like nails on a chalkboard to the apostles. They're like, no, no. This is not what they want to hear, and this is what, not what the people need to be hearing. And last week, Ezra preached about the curse word when it comes to how we can be saved. What is that curse word, quiz? And. <gasps> right? Ezra's daughter, she did that really well. That was good. That's the curse word, Jesus and. Jesus and reading your Bible. Jesus and praying. Jesus and doing a good work. Jesus and letting, uh, leading an old lady across the street. That's your good deed for the day. I'm going to heaven. Right? No. So last week, Scripture saw Peter make his case that uh, through Christ and Christ alone, Gentiles can be counted among the people of God. So there's these two conflicting points of views. One of them is truth. Where do you go? How do we resolve this? Where do we go? You know, we get a lot of this in our lives, don't we? He says this and she says that, right? I heard this, I heard that. There's tons of stuff going around out there in our environment. So what or who are we listening to and responding to has the potential to fracture our potential for a relationship with God. So Peter, he's made his statement. So here we are in our scripture today, after Peter has made his statement, starting at verse 12, and all the assembly fell silent. Silent. Guys, everybody, I don't care how awkward this is, I'm in the business of being awkward. Just start talking to each other. Go. Just go. Go. Louder. Louder, 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 louder. I know, it's uncomfortable. Yep, louder. All right, quiet. Quiet. <laughs> Seriously, shut up. <laughs> quiet, you're ruining this. Guys, amid the noise uh, and the chatter of the world, are we making room for God? Are we just shutting everything out? And are we making room for God? God, what do you say? Are we listening to God? Man, Pope Week, it's Pope Week, right? I'm going to be awkward, okay? Pope Week, you're like, what is he doing? I'm on a treadmill. Okay, I'm not treble. I'm at I'm at Planet Fitness, 
okay? And that Planet Fitness, there's tons of people. It's like a sweatshop there. That's what my wife says. <laughs> tons of people there all the time. Too many memberships. But at Planet Fitness, they got 12 screens, right, across the room. <laughs> my cheerleader choir over here. I love it. 12 screens across the room. Everybody's on the treadmill or on the elliptical or, or whatever it is. They're all watching these screens, right? And on these screens, you got, we got, you got TMZ, right? You got ETV, you got The View, you got Ellen, you got Wendy Williams, right? I know some of y'all watch Wendy Williams. <laughs> don't act like you don't watch some of these shows. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, Bill Maher, right? You know, you know Bill Maher, right? And this is, this is Pope Week. For, the, for this week, everybody turns religious, Everybody turns religious for this week. Everybody's got their thing to say. Man, and it's all different. I'm just looking at these people in Planet Fitness, listening to these messages. Man, it's so much. What do we do? How do we drown all this out? Because I guarantee you, a lot of the things that they're saying on those shows, and it's just not right. It's just not right. And it's not just on TV. It's people around us in our own lives. It's our own family sometimes. I know this. It's our own family. Maybe it's at work. People at work. But are we making room for God? What does he say about this? So the scripture says, continuing on in the second half of verse 12, it says, and they listened to Barnabas And Paul, as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles, after they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. So after Peter gets his say in, the room goes quiet, the persisting back and forth arguments stop, right? So until now, the Jewish Christians, they said their thing, right? You, you cannot be saved unless you're circumcised. And then, and then you got Peter spoke, right? And now Barnabas and Paul, they've spoken about their missionary experiences and seeing the signs and wonders of what God did through the Gentiles, right? The debate continues to ensue with no conclusion yet. Then in comes James. In comes James. By this time in the early church, James had become a very well-respected man, Everybody put their confidence in James. They actually think, too, he was like the pastor of the Jerusalem church. So he had great authority. So James could have been like, I'm James the Just, right? I'm James the Just. I'm right. I'm the brother of Jesus. I'm the brother of Jesus. You listen to me. Right? He could have done that. No. James is like, let's go to God's word. Let's go to God's word. What does God's word say? What does the word say? Even Peter's own words didn't settle the matter. This is Peter, right? Like Ezra was saying last week, this is Peter, the rock. His words didn't settle the matter. Barnabas and Paul, his words, their words didn't settle the matter. James's words won't settle the matter. So James, he draws upon the words of Scripture in Old Testament. 
verse 15. It says, And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles, all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. So James draws upon the words of the Old Testament prophet Amos. These are more than just words. These are more than just words on a page. This is God's word. This is what God says. God has been saying this all along. And this isn't the only scripture in the Old Testament where God talks about Gentiles being included. Now at the time, Amos, of Amos, Israel was an absolute mess. An absolute mess. The nation had spiraled into oblivion. The nation had spiraled into oblivion. And through Amos, God spoke of the restoration of Israel. The restoration of Israel, the rebuilding of David's royal line through the Messiah. Through the Messiah, the promised one. When he says rebuild the tent of David, he's talking about the Messiah. God also made clear that this new kingdom would see the inclusion of of all nations, of all nations, into his redemptive plan. So the Jewish Christians, man, who were saying all this about circumcision, they know this scripture. They know this scripture. It's their book. The Old Testament is like their Dr. Seuss. If they grew up reading it. They know this book. So when God's words are brought into the fold, matters are settled. It's really simple. (laughs) Matters are settled when God's word is brought into the fray. God's word has the final say. God's word has the final say. I wish I had a judge gavel, like a big one. I could just be like... (laughs) God's word has the final say. The word of James and Peter and Paul and Barnabas, they hold no authority. They hold no authority unless their words are in accord with Scripture. If their words are not in accord with Scripture, then even Peter and Paul and Barnabas, they do not hold any authority. They don't hold any authority. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying. Don't listen to Ezra. Don't listen to Keith. Guys, our words hold no authority unless they're in accord with Scripture, with God's Word. We're not special up here. We're not the final say. We just preach the Word. That's it. God's Word, it's not a launching pad to an agenda that we have. Guys, it's a landing place. It's a landing place. We hear all these things. Maybe we think these things. Gosh, I wish I could just be a good person and I could be saved. You know, sometimes I wish that. It'd be so much easier. That's easier than faith. That's easier than faith. But God's word is a landing place. God, I I hear all these things and I see all these things, but what does your word say? I trust your word. 
So whatever you say, that's where I'm landing. That's where I'm landing. Are we listening up to God and his word? Or are we listening down? Are we listening down to everything and everyone else? Can I get a listen up? Gosh, that was weak. Shout, listen up. Thank you. You guys are difficult. Why don't we listen up? Why don't we listen up? Why do we persist on listening down all the time? Lack of faith? Lack of faith, pride? Right? We're control freaks. I heard somebody laughed. I think they were just control freaks. We believe that God is not who he says he is or that his word isn't what he says it is and that there's a greater authority than God and his word and that's us. I'm the authority of my life. I say what goes. I write the narrative of my salvation. We're the authority in our own lives and we won't submit to anything or anyone else. I know people like this in my own family. Not my, like, direct family, just so everybody knows. (laughs) My extended family. (laughs) Guys, we like to create our own little gospel. Our own gospel, you know. Oh, yeah, I like that. I'll take that. And, yeah, I heard this, and I'll take that. Oh, and Scripture does say this and this. I'll take those two things. And then we just create, like, this just nasty, nasty, ugly conglomeration (laughs) of just heresy and ridiculousness. Man, when we don't listen up to God, this is really what I took from this scripture. When we don't listen up to God, what happens when we listen down and we add an and to Jesus? What happens? Now, I I could like say a bunch of things, right? And it could probably like sound really cool, but let's go to scripture. Let's go to the scripture we're in today. What does the scripture say? Don't listen to me. What does God's word say? It says in verse 12, verse 12, signs and wonders God had done. God first visited the Gentiles, verse 14. Again in verse 14, God took for him a people. Verse 16, I will return. I will rebuild. I will restore. Right? Verse 17, All the Gentiles called by my name. Verse 17 again, the Lord who makes these things known. Do you see? This is God's show. This is God's show. But when we add anything to Jesus, anything to Jesus for our salvation, what happens? His signs and wonders become our signs and wonders. His signs and wonders become our signs and wonders. God's show turns into our show. Our show. It goes from God did this to I did this. Right? We go from God's glory and it becomes about our glory. That's our narrative. That's not what God's word says. God's like, this is my show. I write the narrative. (laughs) And this is salvation. Through Christ and Christ alone. Alone. Man, about the gospel, the world says, 
Get your head out of the clouds. Are you serious? Get your head out of the clouds. But you know what God says? God's word says, keep your head in the clouds. Keep your head in the clouds. Listen up. Focus on me. Pay attention to me. Listen to me. Don't listen to all this other stuff down here. I'm the authority. I write the narrative. Can I get a listen up? Yes, we're getting better. <laughs> Guys, the world, the wisdom of the world, this is scripture, this isn't my words. The wisdom of the world is folly with God. The wisdom of the world is folly with God. The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. About the gospel in 1 Corinthians when he said that. Man, when you leave these doors here today, the world isn't going to be different. I'm just letting you know. I'm giving you a heads up. <laughs> it's not going to be different. You're going to go leave those doors. You're going to go back into your neighborhoods. You're going to go back to your Planet Fitnesses, your gyms, and wherever it is you guys go, back to where you work. You're, these, these messages and all these things in the world, they're not going away. The TV, the media, the world, the Ellens, the Bill Mars, they're still going to be there. We're waiting for the world to change. It's not going to happen. We need to change. We need to change. We need to change where we're devoting our attention to. We need to change who we're listening to for truth. It's God's word. Are we making room for the truth, for God's word, for Jesus, for the Messiah? Jesus is the word made flesh. Are we listening up to Jesus? Are we drowning it all out with the water of the word? John 10, 27 and 28 says, this is Jesus saying this. I love this. This is Jesus my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Right? They're listening. They hear. And not just that, they hear my voice. Not other voices. And he says, and I know them. And they follow me. So they're listening and they follow me. If you ain't following Jesus, then you ain't listening. <laughs> I give them eternal life. Jesus says, I give them eternal life. And they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hands. We can come to Jesus just as we are. Just as we are. We don't have to prepare ourselves beforehand. Jesus, I'm not good enough to approach you. So I, I need to clean up a little bit. I need to do this. And then I'll come to you. No, Jesus is like, dude, drop what you're doing. Just come to me. I don't care what you look like. <laughs> what you're going through right now, just come to me. I can handle it. I can handle your mess. Guys, call it a game. It's in the books. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Let's pray.
Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for your word. Lord, we thank you for what you have done for us through Jesus, Lord. Restoration, God, here and salvation onward. Lord, this is what your word says, God. And, and we're, God, we're a church that trusts your word. And we lean in uh, on your word. God, your word is authority here at Riverside. God, and I pray that we as individuals just continue to make your word authority in our lives, God. And, and we take it out into our situations outside of this building, God. And we take this message, Lord, and that we just start listening up. We start listening up, God, and just stop listening down and just zone in and focus on you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. You are enough. We can come to you just as we are, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.